Salam Salam from Boulder, Colorado. This is the Rorschach Ethiopia update from Thursday the 13th of January 2022. Quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. We start off this episode with what everyone in the country is talking about. On Saturday night, January the 7th, which was also when Ethiopian Christmas was celebrated, the government dropped charges and released from prison famous political figures and former Tigray People's Liberation Front, or TPLF, leaders Jawar Mohammed of the Oromo Federal Congress, Eskandar Nega of the Balderas Party, former TPLF leaders Sabat Nega, Kidusa Nega, and other incarcerated for the same crimes, inciting genocide and war. Prime Minister Dr. Abiy Ahmed attempted to explain the seemingly sudden decision by saying that the frustration and surprise that this news caused is understandable. However, we made this decision so that Ethiopia can win, so that our country can be placed on a stronger foundation and have less enemies. He further elaborated that charges were dropped for the politicians to support the ongoing establishment of the National Dialogue Commission. He also said that the pardon for elderly former TPLF head Sepat Nega was made because it is in line with Ethiopian culture to let the elderly stay in monasteries, if not in their homes and that forgiving is the hallmark of bravery. This piece of news came as a huge surprise for all Ethiopians and the decision was received with mixed emotions. The UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez, for instance, welcomed the news with pleasure. He also urged for more similar measures that will strengthen dialogue. The African Union and the European Union both had the same stand on the subject and supported the decision to release these prisoners. However, there are plenty that stand against the resolution. The opposition party, Enat, issued a press release saying that the decision is against the law and is indicative of the dictatorial nature of the ruling party, prosperity. The press release especially criticized the liberation of Sabat Nega on the grounds of old age, stating that age is not an adequate reason to acquit an alleged war criminal and urged that the law be respected. U.S. President Joe Biden also had his say on the matter, and not through a press release or statement, but in a phone call with the Prime Minister. Biden thanked Abiy for dropping the charges of the politicians and talked about the ongoing conflict and the effort to restore stability and peace. The African Union sent a special envoy, former Nigerian President Alusigan Obasanjo, to the capital of Tigray, Mekele, on Tuesday the 11th. And like almost every other delegate of a foreign country or organization sent to Ethiopia, he was tasked with finding a peaceful solution to the conflict. Obasanjo had a meeting with the TPLF's head, Debrisian Jebermichael. We're staying in Tigray now as the Red Cross continued its much-needed donations. It supplied necessary home appliances and sanitary materials for 900 people. On top of that, allowing for free phone calls to friends and families for 180 people staying in the region that have been evicted. The Red Cross is also operating in the Amhara region, and just last week it gave away appliances and sanitary materials to over 600 people in Lalabella. We now head to another feud between the government and the Human Rights Watch. This organization published a report accusing the current administration of unlawfully detaining and forcibly disappearing Tigrayans that recently returned from Saudi Arabia escaping harsh conditions in the prisons of the Middle Eastern country. 
When asked about the report, the Ministry of Foreign Affairs spokesperson Ambassador Dina Mufti downplayed the allegations as mere fiction. The government probably thinks that this is part of a campaign to force them to sit on peace talks with the TPLF, which probably won't happen because they have refused to do so time and again. The Human Rights Watch is not the only one with the report. London-based outlet Reuters has unveiled devastating news. On the night of Christmas, 7th of January, it is alleged that the government had ordered an airstrike in the northwest of Tigray that resulted in the death of 56 people and left dozens injured. Reuters said that it got the news via aid workers operating in the area, but the report didn't feature the other side of the story as neither military personnel of the Ethiopian National Defense Force or EDNF, nor the spokeswoman of the Prime Minister, Beline Seyom, responded to the request for comments. It seems like the Prime Minister is everywhere in the news this week, as he inaugurated the new EDNF headquarters on Sunday, the 9th of January. In the inauguration ceremony, it was said that the new headquarters is a state-of-the-art facility, a five-floor building with over 700 offices built in the west side of the capital, Addis Ababa on an area that stretches an impressive 13,000 square meters. Aside from the inauguration, the Prime Minister also used the occasion to award top military officials. Field Marshal Berhanu Jula, General Abeba Tadese, General Bacha Debele, and Lieutenant General Alemshet Degefe were given the highest honor, the Black Lion Hero Medal. The number of COVID cases this past week has been cut by half, nosediving from 22,000 in the week before to 11,000. The National Bank of Ethiopia has announced that it has lifted the restrictions on bank transfers that were in place for more than a year. The measure was instrumental in debilitating exchange market participants that weren't registered, as it only allowed for a maximum of five bank transfers in a week. The bank's supervision director, Fraser Eloy, said that the restriction was lifted by a directive on the 5th of January 2022. He added that other constraints, like maximum withdrawal amount for a day, were still in act and binding. In related news, the Ethiopian Investment Commission has revealed that the country has earned 1.3 billion U.S. dollars through foreign direct investment. Textile, agriculture, construction, IT, and related sectors are what allowed this tally to be attained. The commission unveiled this huge number in an event that was held to invite the diaspora to invest in Ethiopia. The Ethiopian government asked Ethiopians from the diaspora to come back to the country to support the economy. If you're an Ethiopian living abroad and would like to go home and be part of the great Ethiopian homecoming, head over to the website we have left in the show notes. It's a one-stop destination website where you can get everything you need from events to car rentals, flight tickets, and donation platforms. The African Cup of Nations kicked off last week in Cameroon and Ethiopia as part of Group 1 had to take on Cape Verde at the Olembe Stadium, located in the capital Yaoundé, on the opening night of the tournament the 9th of January, but the team, nicknamed the Walia Antelopes, didn't fare well as defender Yara Bea was sent off after just 10 minutes. It was an uphill battle for the team, which they fought well until Cape Verde striker Julio Tavares headed in for the first and only goal into the net at the death of the first half. The match ended 1-0, but the Walias had the opportunity to make amends on Thursday the 13th, and they take on Cameroon. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. However, before you leave, 
we wanted to tell you that it's been scientifically proven that recommending us to your friends will avoid ads in these updates. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at podcast at Rorschach.com. Ciao.